the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Common Sense Business Talk during the day. Then we kick back and relax in the evenings. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A military band as the procession passed by today in London as people lined on to cheer the coronation. Well-wisher Stephen Trussler says he wanted to be part of the coronation, so he got it very early to be near the mall. We were really keen to come along in person and see see the uh, procession and enjoy the moment. And uh, we wanted to get here early so we could get a good view of what was going on. King Charles III, the first to be crowned at Westminster Abbey in 70 years. A major influx of illegals is expected to cross the U.S. border next week as the president refuses to extend the Title 42 restrictions that have been allowing people to be expelled. Republicans are calling on the president to keep the Title 42 restrictions, which were imposed during the COVID-19 pandemic, in place. This is SRN News. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police. And nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue. Don't resist. Don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome to King Bang Show, the Biz 1440. I know it's weird, it's what? Let me check my temperature. It is 50 degrees outside. It's not even It's not even yet Mother's Day, but for us here at the university, it's summer. Commencement was last night, uh, at least for us. It, we've gone from having the massive in the gym, a thousand students graduating at one time, we can't even fit that many, so we would have to do two seatings of 500 or so, but 
Typically, our spring commencement runs somewhere between 1,000 and 1,200 students. We graduated, I want to say, toward the higher end of that range this uh, this uh, this uh, week or yesterday. Um, but uh, now we do six of them and six of them back to back to back, and they're much smaller and actually much more pleasant uh, events. Uh, they're not the massive thing anymore. Uh, and, um, and that was fine, but I was here at nine o'clock last night, back here at nine in the morning. And I'm telling you, it was a week of, uh, fairly significant news in in economics. It's job Saturday, first of all. And so we're going to talk about the jobs report, which, um, you can either say, wow, got a bunch of numbers, right? This is great. You know, um, I have a clip of a guy that was getting credit for doing a, uh, he was going to try to do a uh, victory dance because he predicted 250 and 253,000 jobs added to payrolls. Um, and and he was at the high end of the consensus number. The consensus number was down and around the 185, 190 range and so forth. It's also the week of the Jay Powell press conference after an FOMC uh, uh, meeting where they announced they were going to raise rates another 25 basis points from now at the range, the range for the Fed funds rate is five to five and a quarter percent, and so that happened on Wednesday. We we have, I, I'm embarrassed to say, I've got 18 clips of Jay Powell. I'm embarrassed. This is going to be, I'm going to break them up and I'm going to thematically break them up. I I have uh, about five of them that come out of the theme of talking about. The impact of SVB. He did get asked questions about this, and I, I actually didn't think his answers were particularly great. I thought his answers on 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 uh, actual monetary policy itself, monetary policy proper, started out fantastic, but then he kind of took a wrong turn uh, in the middle of this, in, in the middle of the press conference, um, and. And then, uh, and then, and then tried to swerve back, but the, but I think the damage was done, and you're seeing in the market where now the Fed is stuck with trying to tell market participants, look, we're not reducing rates, we're not reducing rates. Yet when you read the Fed funds futures market uh, at the Chicago Chicago Mercantile Exchange, it looks like there's going to be rate cuts coming as early as September. And the Fed's trying to say, no, 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 no. That is not, in fact, what's happening. And we'll try to play out what that what that really means, because I think there's sort of a there there is a disconnect that's happening here right now between what the Fed is clearly trying to tell the markets and the markets saying, you know, I just don't believe you. Um, I just I just think you're I, I just think you're wrong. You're not going to do this. You wouldn't do that to us. Um, and a lot of this is being, you know, where I, in my mind, and I'm giving you my, my bottom line up front, a lot of the chatter in the market is basically using the the fate of regional banks, which I have a fairly strong opinion about, but using the fate of regional banks as a battering ram to get to get monetary tightening to end. Um, that is, that is, I think at the fundamental level, what is happening right now is the markets are caught thinking that the Fed would never raise rates this far, this fast, and then be told they're not coming down fast. And they're trying to talk, they're trying to talk the Fed back toward them, thinking that the market, that the Fed will never do something that the market won't price in. And the Fed is saying, I'll make you price it in because we'll keep talking in public until you get the message that this rate is this that this rate is going to stay at this level for a while. But let me turn first back to the GDP to excuse to the employment report, the jobs report. Again, two hundred and fifty three thousand jobs up. Uh, the household survey said one hundred and thirty nine thousand jobs. <coughs> uh, and and actually therefore we saw an unemployment rate drop to 3.4%, which is tied with the January 2023 number. And you have to go back, you have to go back decades to find 3.4% before last January. Okay. U6 is at 6.6%. 
There was a very small reduction in the size of the labor force, but but it's in the second decimal place, so the labor force participation rate stayed at the same level, stayed at, at the same level it had been before, um, and so that so that was fairly good news. And indeed, if you look at the labor force participation rate for twenty five to fifty four year olds, the prime labor the prime labor supply. That actually rose by two tenths, and now is at a high, not here to foreseen. Indeed, I tweeted. Uh, if you follow this show, the way to the one way to follow the show is to make sure you are reading. Um, you are reading, in fact, uh, 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 the hashtag pound KBRS on Twitter. Um, Jason Furman put up this uh, who, former uh, Council of Economic Advisor head, um, uh, and. Um, and I will note that he it, that he noted that if you took the forecast the Congressional Budget Office gave in January of 2020 of what how many jobs would be in the market at that time, we're now above that. We actually have more jobs than we expected pre-pandemic for a forecast running out to 2023. Either in terms of payrolls or in terms of households, we're about three quarters to one million jobs above. So, the 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 jobs report had this has this very interesting piece of information. You actually have simultaneous. You actually have real wages, which really have not risen since the pandemic. If anything, they've fallen. It hasn't been able to keep up with the high inflation we've experienced. Basic intro to econ lecture would say, if real wages have fallen, the number of people that would voluntarily join the labor market should fall. Right, The number of people actually seeking work should fall at that time, yet it's rising. So what is inducing it to rise if it's not wages? You would have to say then that somehow there has been some shift in the supply of labor to make it higher than otherwise seen for some reason other than real wages. What might be causing that? Is it like we thought happened in 2008-2009, the wealth effect of a stock market crash? No, it's not that this time. Is it increased employment of people who are coming into coming into uh, into the workforce from international immigration. Maybe that's that's a possible piece to it. But generally speaking, you would have to say that more people now are willing to work than were before. And he, and here's my argument for that, which is a which is this is a conjecture. I can't prove it. But I think, I think I could put together a series of data points that you might, that you might find persuasive, regarding work from home. When I didn't have the opportunity to work from home, I might have chosen to exit the labor force rather than do the humdrum nine to five with a commute. Now that I do have that opportunity, maybe I'm a, a single parent. And want to keep an eye on keep an eye on my toddler, but want to earn a little income. I can't afford really, or I don't have the opportunity to hire childcare uh, when I'm when I'm working in some other place. Perhaps, perhaps our flexible work schedules are allowing more people to participate in labor than before. Because one of the things that's clear here is. In terms of the labor force participation rate, it was on a 20-year downward trend. And we're now seeing signs of it beginning to stabilize, at least, and get off that trend. It's, that trend accelerated in the early days of the pandemic. It has bounced back somewhat, and now you're having to do look-backs into, um, look-backs into here, into, uh, um, into the into the past, so 
the 25 to 54 year old labor force participation rate is now at 83.3 percent that's the best number since january of 2007 if that should continue okay I think that means that the economy does have the ability to grow faster because you can't get you can't get more stuff without hiring more people to produce the goods and services that constitute GDP that constitute output. That can't really happen. And what's really interesting is that we still see we still see um, wages rising, particularly for blue collar jobs, for less skilled labor versus versus um, places where more skilled. So Legion Hospitality wages up 5.7% year over year. In the financial activity sector, finance, insurance, real estate, and so forth, up 3.7%. In the IT sector, up 4%, okay, year over year. All of that comes together to me to say that there is demand for workers out there and somehow those workers are beginning to find their way into the labor force so when i hear people say well maybe the labor market is becoming less tight normally when you say the labor market's becoming less tight it usually means that employers are are taking on fewer workers but what if it was the other what if it was that they're actually being a, they're having better success finding workers who work for them because employers have adjusted how they're engaging workers by providing flex hours, providing work-from-home opportunities that makes a job a little more attractive and is actually able to bring in people, in that, particularly in that 25 to 54-year-old segment, who maybe hadn't taken jobs before. It's possible. I say it's conjecture. I'm not sold on my story yet, but I might be. I could be right about this. Uh, anyway, let me take a break here. We come back. We'll talk more about that jobs report uh, here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snowplows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Hey folks, Eric Metaxas here. It's critical we keep AM radio in all cars and trucks. 
More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce wet technology softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Uh, good to be uh, talking with you. Um, yeah, I was just pulling. I was just pulling up something else uh, for later in the show, and so I got myself. I got myself sideways. Let's um, let's talk a little bit more and just dig into the the, the GDP numbers. Just, excuse me, the the employment numbers just a little bit more. Um, in the household, in the in the in the household survey again. Uh, the number of people employed, particularly for that 25 to 54 year old population, 83.3%, highest since January of uh, 2007. That's a very big number. Um, one of the, one uh, one number that I try to connect when I'm trying to figure out how the economy is doing is always looking at temporary jobs, an expansion of temp jobs. Uh, is usually a very good sign for the economy because businesses will hire people on a temporary basis before they're willing to make the full-blown commitment on the one hand. On the other hand, you will see um, you will see that uh, uh, when the economy is beginning to peak, you'll see the number of temp jobs fall dramatically, uh, fairly dramatically. Um, on the payroll survey, We've had three consecutive declines in the number of temporary help, uh, number of jobs in temporary help agencies. Um, the number of job losers, though, excuse me, the number of people on uh, temporary jobs uh, uh, fell uh, by 307,000 in April to 2.6 million. So that is a, that is, if it falls, so if that's falling, that's either they're, Placing into permanent jobs, good, or they're stepping out and going it, going back into unemployment. I do not see any evidence that this that this jobs report says anything other than than the economy is is ticking along, but at a slower and slower rate. That jobs that temporary jobs number is one of the ways in which I know this. But there is even a more important number here, and it's the number that I'm going to tell you to focus on. And in this case, it's the revisions. The revisions to the February and March data were fairly significant. February employment, we initially reported, or the the Bureau of Labor Statistics initially reported, at 326,000, it fell to 248,000. So that's off 78,000 jobs. And the change for March was revised down from 236,000 to 165,000. That's that, So net up, okay, add those two numbers, that's 149,000 fewer jobs than we had previously thought. The important part to that, that, that piece of the payroll survey is that if I look at the average over the last three months, in February, so I'm averaging December, January, February, total non-farm, 320,000, total private sector, 259. Now if I average February, March, April, 222 on the non-farm, 182 on the total private. That is closer to what you would think of as being a stabilized economy. You are not growing too fast, you're not growing too slow, but you're with an unemployment rate that is still very, very low. If I look at the diffusion index, 
to see how dispersed is the growth in the economy. That's been fairly stuck, at least on the one-month diffusion index, currently 57.4% of all the 250 industries that that the Federal, that the Bureau of Labor Statistics measures, 57.4% are expanding, 426 contracting. If I look and just focus on the manufacturing side, because we know manufacturing's had a harder go of it, that is continuing to slide into more indus- more manufacturers having trouble and shrinking employment than expanding. So that only 45% are expanding at this time. So that 55% therefore are contracting. That is a, that is in some what's basically happening here. But it is interesting to me to listen to how people are kind of sliding by this revision. I think it's significant. It says to me that the economy is the labor market is sliding into sort of a more normal range versus the the 300s and 400s that we were seeing regularly. To see that size revision, which means they clearly overcounted in February and March. It makes me think that they may have overcounted in April as well. So I want to play a couple of clips for you to sort of get at this. One of them, and I think I have the right one, I'm, going to be, I'm being a little careful about this. I think this is the right one. James Bullard, the Federal Reserve, Pre, the Federal Reserve President from St. Louis, uh, was here in Minnesota yesterday at the Minnesota Economics Club, uh, giving a giving a luncheon talk, and he was he was being interviewed on the couch by his colleague from the Minneapolis Fed, Neil Kashkari. Um, and I think this is the right clip. Let's play this. I think it's cut twenty four. Because if you have this push-pull... Nope, and- stop. That's not the right one. 20... I had Bullard at 23, 24, 25. Hmm. That we okay. were looking for... That right. we were looking for, uh, if I recall the dot plot correctly, nope. I think Next all one. the stop. dots are... Next one. Yes, the economy could go into recession, but that's not the base case. I think the base case is slow growth. Uh, probably uh, uh, somewhat softer labor market and declining inflation. So that would be the soft landing scenario. Okay. Uh, and I think all right. All stop you- that. I, I have the wrong clip. I'll have to. I'll have to figure it out during the break. Um, let's play instead. Okay, I'm looking here. Let's play cut. This should be uh, Emily Rowland uh, from. Uh, Emily Rowland uh, was on uh, CNBC and had this to say, cut 26. You just comment on today's uh, jobs report, which... uh, Go ahead, finish that. You just comment on today's uh, jobs report, which uh, was stronger than expected again. So this is 12 reports in a row that Wall Street has been surprised to the upside. Uh, guys, maybe you should change your model a little bit. Uh, that's 12 in a row. That's never happened as far as I, the chart I saw today anyway. Um, so I think uh, unemployment lower today than it was a year ago. And one and the lowest since 1969. So uh, job openings... 40% higher than they were in 2019 before the before the uh, pandemic. 40% higher. So this is a very tight labor market. It's going to take a while to cool it off. And I think we have to be patient on that dimension and understand that. So uh, the, the rumors of the imminent demise of the economy are greatly exaggerated, I guess, is what I would say. So I don't often disagree with uh, with uh, President Bullard. Um, I will say in this case, as I said before, there there appears to be a new set of labor coming into the marketplace at the same time that we would argue real wages, at least ex post real wages, looking at current inflation and comparing that to what wages 
what wage rises, what wage increases have happened, um, uh, or or if you if you'll let me use the Latin ex post real wages. More labor seems to be coming into the marketplace compared to what we thought, what we had forecasted labor to be pre-pandemic. And yet we're saying, and real wages are low, real wages are lower, and yet somehow we're going to say the market's really, really tight. Well, you know what? If the market for labor is really, really tight, you know what usually happens? Wages go up. And this is what they're afraid of. I get that. But I also enjoyed uh, the little bit of... uh, a little bit of uh, chiding of forecasters, um, and I do not do a monthly uh, non-farm payroll guess. Um, I don't. I don't run a model that looks like that. That that generates that as an output. Um, but I will note if you took the numbers as revised now by BLS. And you compared those to what was forecasted before the initial announcement by the market, would you still have the 12 months in a row story? I say no. There is something there is something funky going on, okay, with how the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is reporting these numbers. And it is a problem for me that we're telling people you're misestimating the number. It's like, well, yeah, but the BLS keeps putting in additional jobs through what's called the birth death model. The Federal, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is putting an ad factor for new jobs being created by firms they don't yet survey that we think are an overstatement of where of where the actual jobs might be. And that is a that is a problem not for the forecaster but for the bureau of labor statistics okay you really think that 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 forecasters intentionally would make 12 months in a row of errors president bullard or is it perhaps the case that i mean so the question is what am i supposed to predict am i supposed to predict what the number really is or am i supposed to predict what the bls is going to say it is when it puts out the jobs report on the first Friday, I you can actually do both if you want to, but what I care about is how many jobs actually exist because employment, the unemployment report, the unemployment number in particular, but even the payroll number here is a predictor for lots of other. The employment level is the predictor for lots of other stuff, and. I don't want to overpredict that number just because I know that the Bureau of Labor Statistics is going to add something to their estimate um, that will turn out to be wrong. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. 
Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today, doing jobs report and then the, the J. Paul press conference. And in fact, I'm going to have to hurry through the uh, I'm going to have to hurry through the uh, the uh, uh, jobs report more than usual uh, today. But I think I've got I, I think I've got this this right um, that particularly what's going on right now with the Fed who tries to make adjustments for the number of new people and number of jobs being created by new firms and the number of jobs lost when a firm goes out of business, known known in uh, BLS lingo as the birth-death model. Uh, We know as a, you know, we know as a fact that it's going to mess up at turning points. It'll tend to overestimate uh, as you go into a downturn. It'll 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 assume too many births of new firms. It will assume assume too few deaths of old firms. Although right now the job formation the business formation numbers look good, so it's kind of a surprise. But this could be what's what's happening right now. Um, but it added. That birth death model, that that ad factor it put in, was three hundred seventy eight thousand jobs in April twenty three. It added three hundred twenty three thousand jobs in April of twenty twenty two. This, according to uh, a research report from Peter Bookvar at, at Bleakley Investment, and that seems high. If you go back to April 2019, Peter points out it was 281,000. So you have to make this adjustment. You ha- we know that you're not you're not surveying new firms. We know that you don't have data from the firms that have just disappeared. But you sh- to think that there's actually more new jobs with new firms now versus April of last year, which was boom time feels a little off. So, at any rate, I should, we, we're going to have to play a few of these cuts because I, guess I, I need to set up kind of what's, what's going to happen here. So let's play this. This is Jan Hatzius uh, from, from uh, City, who actually has a very, um, I think I want to say from City. I always get, get his, oh, sorry, from Goldman. 
Um, he's jumped around a couple times. He he actually had in his pre-release uh, report, Goldman was forecasting 250. So he's on CNBC doing a victory on Squawk Box, taking a victory lap because I guessed I guessed right, right. And he has this to say, and I think this is cut 19. This the run on Silicon Valley Bank was out of keeping nope. with. Nope. Next one. I think the takeaway is that it's a strong report pretty much across the board. You look at the payroll number that was obviously on the high side, the unemployment rate edged down uh, to a new uh, multi-decade low, at least on an, on an unrounded basis. And you had a strong wage number. Now, underneath the surface, there are always you know, some caveats and qualifications around that. But the, the basic takeaway is that the labor market is very resilient and that is providing support to household real income, which is important at a time when we're concerned about the drag from tighter credit conditions. This is a reason for strong labor market. Strong real income growth is a reason for why we still think a recession is not the most likely outcome. And that's that is interesting. I want to hold on to that because here we have people saying they're going to cut interest rates, cut interest rates, cut interest rates. And yet here's Goldman, chief economist, saying we don't think there's a recession this year. Um, Mohamed El Arya, meanwhile, over on uh, over on Bloomberg, um, had had this to say because you're and sort of explains it a little bit better insofar as talking about this trilemma. If I've got this figured out right now, Spencer, I'm the one that's off one. So try cut 21. Oh, it is amazing. And just think of the following three things. On the one hand, we beat across the board, job creation, wage growth, labor participation force, and also the unemployment rate. That's the good news. Now, even when you adjust for the revisions, as Mike said, 149,000, we still beat across the board on the other three things. So it is good news for an economy that's trying to avoid a recession, but it makes the Fed's trilemma even harder. Now, what does he mean by a trilemma? I, th- I think that gets explained here next. Cut number 22. Well, the Fed has one of two choices, either to go after that source of inflation as it sees it through higher interest rates and therefore risk financial stability, and we've already got fragility in the financial system, or try to somehow tolerate higher inflation because it is concerned about that third leg of the trilemma. So the three legs of the trilemma, okay, basically arguing that you, they have, in, you could think of it in one of two ways. You could think of it as they have three goals stable prices high employment financial stability they have at most two tools they have the the interest rate tool that they're using for monetary policy and they have the supervision tool okay um and those two those two tools um are those two tools are not able necessarily to control all three unless you've got some way to tie two together, which is why the Fed frequently looks like they're using a Phillips curve type analysis. It's because they think the monetary policy tool has to both address unemployment and inflation. And unless you can somehow demonstrate that they are dependent upon one another, then they have too few tools to actually solve solve the problems of the economy of of prosperity, stable prices, and financial stability. Okay, they don't they don't have all three of those here. Um, so let me turn to um, let me turn to uh, uh, Jeff Rosenberg, who was uh, who was also on um, who was also on uh, from BlackRock, also on uh, uh, Bloomberg. BlackRock, Bloomberg, I'm sorry, my tongue's getting tied today, um, talking about the jobs report and had this to say as well. This should be cut 23. 
because if you have this push pull and perhaps the Fed not being as aggressive as people thought that they would be just based on the economic projection, then isn't the risk of inflation remaining high for a longer period of time that much greater and not being priced in? Yeah. And, and it's the, the pricing in of that should be the term premium, right? There should be a premium for holding longer dated maturities because you have more inflation risk and inflation uncertainty. And, and, and that's the disconnect here. The market is really wedded to this view that we go very rapidly back down to a pre-COVID 2% inflation rate. And today's data is just kind of another piece of evidence that says that's not what we're really seeing in the economy yet. Right. So, so this is the point. And I think Rosenberg puts his finger right on it. For the people predicting interest rates to come down, we're going to talk about this more in the second hour. For people to predict that interest rates are going to come down rapidly, they have to believe that inflation is coming down rapidly. But wage growth was higher in this report, right? The wage growth was up uh, uh, to 4.4% versus rather than 4.3%, uh, 4.7% in February. White-collar workers are losing a little bit of leverage. Blue-collar workers, on the other hand, are gaining leverage. Um, I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit and, and hold on, John. I'll get to you after the break because um, I do want to talk about the 3M piece as part of that story. There is still significant wage pressure in parts of the economy that typically are considered to be blue-collar jobs. There is not. In the white-collar sector, there is softness in the white-collar sector, uh, and that is that is that is a significant that is that disconnect is is part of the issue that Rosenberg is talking about here, in terms of how we track between, on the one hand, on the one hand, the inflation that's the inflation that we're seeing, and the desire to cut rates because particularly in the sectors that are most visible to financial markets, tech, finance itself, management of large manufacturers, those sectors are, are the sectors that are experiencing softness. We'll be back right after this year listening to the King Banging Show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. 
Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. Watch the Michelle Tafoya podcast free on YouTube or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. The Ramsey Show. And your husband's going to step up and get a backbone and deal with this because you're going to end up really further pissed at him if you don't. Yeah, you're going to end up losing your marriage over this. The Ramsey Show. Live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Uh, 651-289-4477, number to call with questions and comments, where where John uh, has a question I think relates to the topic we're talking about, which is a jobs report right now. Job, John, good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, I wanted to ask you, you were on television this past week discussing uh, announced layoffs of 1,100 people in the headquarters, I believe, of 3M. Yes. And... Uh, Soon after you, they had someone on from 3M who said that when they're all done, that will really strengthen the company. What I wanted to ask you is, I understand they're going to spin off one of their big units, and I could understand where they might need to reduce staff when that happens, but are they really strengthening the company when all that work that those 1,100 people have been doing is piled on to other existing employees? And I'm just wondering, do these executives, it happened back sometime in 2011 or 12, where Target up here, the president who came from uh, Walmart, he came from the Sam's Club, I believe, he wanted to lay off 6,000 people, and Governor Dayton talked to him, and I think he lowered it to 5,500. Do they have any idea or any concept of the stress and difficulty that all these people are going to experience when they receive that notice that they're no longer wanted at their place of work? Well, I hope so. I hope they do. Um, I mean, I work in higher education, John, and I can tell you it's happening in my field too. Um, we've, we've got, we've got, uh, it's been reported in the news that, uh, we'll have some, we'll have some position reductions here, even at the university. So, um, I, I can, I can tell you it's stressful in any organization. I observe it myself. Um, I think whether or not whether or not it actually strengthens them, I think the biggest issue, John, is that they have they announced a lot of this and they're actually doing six thousand jobs around their around the company. There are just a little less than a hundred thousand employees worldwide. And about two thirds of them work here in the United States. Um it's interesting that of the eleven hundred they've discussed is leaving the Maplewood facility. Six hundred go into Maplewood to do their work, five hundred are people who are who are working remotely but work with the Maplewood site. Um, so that is um, that is, they announced they announced that as well. So will that put on stress? I, I I assume it will put some stress on on those other workers. I'm sure it's fine, but I think the stress right now is in the is in the price of those uh, price of those goods. And John, thank you for the call because I wanted to use that to transition to to, to just to sort of close the thought. I, I started before the break, which is this. The, business, the, the sectors of the economy that are experiencing stress right now, this is sort of like a, 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 a similar, meta, it's metaphorically the same as the Silicon Valley Bank story. Silicon Valley Bank became an issue in part because its depositors were a very online, well-connected group of people who could get together and, and sort of decide collectively, well, we're just going to run that bank. And they, and they ran out their deposits in, in, in an amazingly quick fashion. I, I have a clip of Jay Powell re- referencing that. I think I'll wait to play that to next hour. But, but manufacturers like 3M, large manufacturers are doing layoffs. They make the news. 
Tech companies, anytime they make layoffs, make the news. Disney makes layoffs, makes the news, okay, and be, partly because of politics. Um, all of these sectors that are, that are out there making news are are leading us to believe, and particularly if we are inclined to want to think that a recession is coming because, uh, or a recession is here because the people who run the White House are not the people that we agree with, and I think there is some of that out there, um, just as it went in the other direction in the previous administration. The economy is always terrible when, when, when your party's out of power. And people will talk up and talk down the economy because, you know, in that way. What these data will tell you, and I think this is the, the point I really need to drive home. There are just for every 3M that's out there, there may be a hundred mom and pop companies that are doing great. That are hiring that are changing the way they engage labor so they can give people more flexibility, give them better, give more flexibility in terms of where they work, when they work, how they work. Um, The labor market has fundamentally changed, and the people who are nimble in adjusting to that are going to win and are winning and are gaining. Um. So I do think there's a there's a lot of ability to take something like the 3M story and use it to tell to tell whatever you want to say about things that you were predisposed to think anyway because of for lack of a better term ideology. You, you I do think the the okay there's the data are a little are a little noisier, a little crummier right now. Because we don't, because we're trying to make forecasts in the economy that looks nothing like the economy in which we built all the models that we we have. Okay, there's a lot of noise in these data, but the bottom line is this: the labor market is still strong. It is beginning to slow its growth rate to something that feels more sustainable. Labor supply is actually more than we should have expected that we would have would have expected. Wage growth is is strong, but not as strong as to make labor supply go up because inflation is still higher. So we 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 there are out of that. It's a very confusing story, and in a, in that confusing story, everyone's going to want to can find the piece they want to have to tell the story they already had in their head before the number got announced on Friday, and that's what happened all day yesterday. I'm glad I wasn't watching television because I was busy helping uh, graduate students here. We'll be back with the Jay Powell press conference after this King Banyan show, The Biz 1440. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. 
And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.